this morning, you know, I think we're going to just have a, a buffet of his goodness. We're going to talk about some, you know, we don't necessarily have a message prepared, but if we did put a title to it, it's going to be called War in the Heavens, War in the Heavenlies, because uh, we're going to share some things that happened. We're going to share about what we brought back, you know, and we know that, you know, we go and we deposit, but then we also know that when we come back, because there's something that the Lord wants to release and in and, and Ohio, you know, and we, we recognize that it's not about just a building or a group. I mean, you know, I, I see we're missing a lot of people and, and I, I don't know where everybody's at, but I pray if you're watching, you should be here. Right. So uh, but I'm glad you're watching at least. Um, but we know that that it's for a specific timing and it's for now. And how many you know that the river's rising? There is a river of God that is rising right now. There is, whoa, am I getting ahead of myself? <laughs> but there's a river of God that is rising. You know, and, and uh, we're going to jump into that river today. I believe we're going to jump into that river. Um, <laughs> I, I want to welcome those that are, for the first time, I know that we've got some visitors that have been with us before, but if it's your first time, I do not apologize for what may, what may happen today. We're so glad that you're with us. Um, uh, we just like to be really free in the spirit, you know, there, where, where the spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. Amen. And, and I think being free is so important. We just want to allow Holy Spirit to do what Holy Spirit wants to do. Amen. Okay. I'm just going to say a prayer. Lord, we just thank you, Lord. And we just ask that open our eyes, open our ears, Lord. And give us understanding this morning, even the word that's being released, even, even the, the supernatural things, everything that you're releasing this morning, Lord, through the testimony, Lord. <laughs> Let it hit hearts, Lord, even those that are watching. Let it bring transformation and change, Lord, not only to this house, Lord, but to the nations, Lord. And we just speak it forth in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. <clears throat> So, um, some interesting things happened, okay? And uh, I, I haven't really shared this uh, openly yet, but, you know, like I said, when you go and you're on a mandate from heaven, then you know that, that God's hand and protection is over you, you know? And uh, going into Texas, we knew that there was a group of meetings that we were going to partake. We did four meetings. We did a Thursday night. Uh, a Friday night, a Saturday morning, Saturday afternoon, Saturday night, and then again a Sunday night. And each night was power explosive. I know that some of you might have watched online, but what you couldn't see was what, what was happening behind the scenes. Right. And it was such a powerful move of God that 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 impacted that region. And we're going to talk about that. But but prior to us getting there, there was some warfare that took place. You know, and uh, listen, I'm not that guy. I'm not the. I'm far from the demon behind every bush guy, but I, I don't. I don't believe that. But I do believe that there is. You know, we battle not against flesh and blood, but against powers and principalities. And we know that there's an enemy, but we know that we serve a big God. I, you know, we serve a big God and a little bitty devil. And sometimes what we do is we begin to magnify the opposite. We magnify big devil, little God, and we're always being defeated. But. Um, you know, so we're in this airplane. For those who know that I had caught COVID back in 2020, whenever that thing happened, you know, caught COVID. And we just kept blowing, right? We kept going. Um, but it had some effects on my lungs at that time. 
So because of that, I've, I've had some long-lasting effects of that. And so I'm on this airplane going home, going to Texas, I mean. And uh, immediately this attack came on my body in the air at 30,000 feet. And I'm like, whoa. So mind you, I, I'm, we're men. Fear will try to come on upon us, right? And just, Listen, if, you're, if, you're, if you say it doesn't, you're lying. You're a liar. Don't lie. <laughs> Don't lie. <laughs> but but it's true, you know. And 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 I, I'm we're up in the air, and all of a sudden I couldn't breathe. I couldn't. I could feel my chest tightening up. Um, I could feel. So I went to. I had that device that I'm able to check my oxygen levels, and so I'm checking my oxygen levels, and my oxygen level dropped like a 69. And if you know anything about that, that's pretty bad. It's pretty low. Should be in the 90s. Yeah, so we're, we're driving. We're, I mean, we're driving. We're up in this, in this airplane, and it's dropping to 69. And I could feel my, I, I, the only way I can explain, I could feel my eyes beginning to, like, cry, which makes no sense. But I could feel the wetness in my eyes. Like, my eyes are sweating. I could feel my heart tightening. I could feel all those things, and my body began to shut down. And then any movement that I did on the plane, any kind of exerting I would do would just drop it completely. So, you know, standing up, there was a moment that when I, I stood up, I felt like I was going to pass out on the plane. And, uh, and we're praying. You know, me and my wife, we're like, it's happening. Like, man, Lord, this is, this is, this is the real deal. But we knew we were on a mandate. So my wife is praying for us, praying for me, and, and she's bringing the heavens down next in the seat next to me. And then all of a sudden we get a call. We, not a, we, get a, we heard a, the, the Albert Light speaker, over speaker, the loudspeaker. And uh, it's the pilot. And he's saying, do we have any medical professionals on board? Do we have any doctors or medical professionals on board? And me and my wife look at each other, and they're like, please tell the, you know, the airline stewardess. So we look at each other, and um, she's like, did you say something to the... I said, I haven't said nothing. I'm making barely breathe. I said, I haven't said nothing. <laughs> I'm believing I'm going to be good. No, I said nothing. <laughs> I said, I didn't say nothing. But then a couple seats behind us, there was, I guess there was a woman that was maybe directly behind us, but a couple seats back. Uh, who got severe attack and and the medical professionals tried to run to her her aid. And it was at that moment the Lord began to show us how the spirit of death had entered into the the airplane, and it was trying to make it way its way down to where we were at. You know that there was uh, I, I, I shared this in Texas, and I might have shared this before, how the enemy is really trying to assassinate the prophetic voice in a generation right now. You know, we're, we're, we look at, we talk about the apostolic, we talk about the prophetic, and what would it look like to see those two when they begin to merge together? We have an apostolic prophetic company, and it's a recipe for revival. It's a move, and it's what the Lord's doing. He's building the ecclesia, the government of heaven. And that's why the prophetic is always banging heads with the apostolic, you see? But what happens when they come together, there's an emerging that happens to see the fivefold being established yeah. here on earth. It's part of what God's doing right now. And there's a, they, he'd given us a word about how, how the enemy had tried to come to assassinate the prophetic voice. 
And see, we were on a mission to go release prophetically what the God was, what the Lord's about to release in Texas. It was all about the fire and the altar, about the fire and the altar. And I'm gonna let, let her take over from that point. Before we left, we kept hearing. I kept hearing this song over and over again, the week before. And it goes along with what even what Sam was sharing this morning about my hands for war in Psalms 144, 1 through 3. Blessed be the Lord my strength, which teaches my hands to war, my fingers to fight, my goodness and my fortress, my high tower, and my deliverer, my shield, and he in whom I trust, who subdued my people under me. Lord is my man, is what, what is man that thou uh, takest knowledge I, I like the way that it, it's translated in the, uh, in the Passion's translation. Praise be to the Lord, my rock, who trains my hands for war, my fingers for battle. He is my loving God and my fortress, my stronghold, and my deliverer, my shield, in whom I take refuge, who subdue people under me. And I just kept hearing that the week before because the Lord knew we were going to have this moment on the flight that I needed to have that on a replay in my mind. <laughs> Blessed be the Lord my strength that teaches my hands for war and my fingers to fight because there was a real warfare taking place in the air on this flight. And so the Lord this morning, um, it was so crazy. The Lord this morning was reminding me about this. I've always, one of my favorite books of all times is Roland Buck's book and it's Angels on Assignment. And when I read that book many years ago, it wrecked me. Like, I was like, Lord, I didn't understand how real your heavenlies were until I read this book and understood a whole different side of how heaven works. And so we go and we, we're on the plane and, um, and, and I, I start praying, but I don't pray like the way that I normally pray. All of a sudden, I, I had this encounter where I stepped into second heaven for a moment and I began to see the warfare that was taking place in the second heavenlies, the war in the heavenlies. Heavenlies meaning there's a, there's, there's, a, <laughs> there's a second heaven, there's a third heaven. You understand what I'm saying? So I stepped into that second heaven for a moment to see what was going on in the spirit, that the Lord would allow me to see this, this warfare going on. And I could, I could see the shadow of death walking in the airplane like this big dark figure walking on the airplane and at the same time I'm feeling and I'm seeing the tension in the spirit of the warfare going on because there's when there's a war in the heavenlies it's heaven coming and warfaring over you it's not even you're you're you become in agreement with heaven and you say what heaven's telling you to declare because once you, your lips match with what heaven tells you to declare over a situation and you're in agreement with heaven at that moment, then heaven comes and touches earth. So you're pulling heaven to earth at that moment. And at that moment, I, I was just praying and praying. And I said, God, like, how do you even pray for something like this? This is what I said to God. This is me being transparent. And he started reminding me what to say. And the Holy Spirit led me how to pray. And he says, he says, he says, remember, he says, pray down the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven. 
And he's like, uh, Matthew 6, 13, for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. And there's nothing greater, nothing more powerful than the kingdom of heaven. There's kingdom of God. There's nothing more greater than that. Um, and so um, Matthew 6, 13 started coming to me rescue, that rescues us every time we face tribulation and sets us free from evil. For you are the king who ro- rules with power and glory forever. That's the, the, the Passion's translation of 613 Matthew. The kingdom, the power, and the glory. That by kingdom it meant God's right and authority over all things. When his kingdom shows up, he has the authority over everything. Over all the earth. And then, and then according to his pleasure... We are his pleasure. So by his power, it's meant sufficiently to execute this right to do what pleases him both in heaven and in earth. That's what that scripture really is broken down to. So I just started quoting that scripture and started saying it out loud. And I said, God, yours is the kingdom. It's your power. It's your glory. You have us on an assignment. You have us going there. We didn't say, oh, we want to just hop on a flight to go somewhere. We're on an assignment from from heaven so that you would come in. And I just started saying, quoting scripture, and in this warfare, in the second heavenlies, I was seeing. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, right after they made the announcement over the speaker, I began to see an angel walk in. And I began to see heaven invade the earth at that moment. And it was the angel breakthrough. And all I saw the angel breakthrough do is come behind my husband and lay over him. And as soon as I saw that angel breakthrough come and lay over him, I looked at him. He didn't know what I was seeing. He didn't know what, what the Lord was doing He because he was being attacked. And, and I looked at him and I said, check your, check your levels again. And when he checked them, they were like at 94. 98. Yeah, like 94, 98. And I was like... I was like, like, <laughs> because I'm trying to like co- keep composure. I'm on a flight. I'm like, these people are going to think I'm crazy. But literally at that moment, I just wanted to fall on my face on the ground because I just knew that the power of the kingdom of God through the angel breakthrough was on that flight with us. And there's more to this story. It gets even better, guys. It gets even better. This is how you know that you're on an assignment. I want my husband to share the rest of the yeah. story. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, you know, we, we went to the, the meetings, and, and, and we're going to share about that. But uh, on Sunday morning, what we did is we, we just wanted to go to a place where we can go and just, just receive. So we go and we show up at, at, uh, at our home church, our, where, we, where we came out of, where my pastor's from. And uh, we're sitting there in the service, and all of a sudden, the pastor asked me if we can come up and pray. Because we're going to pray for somebody. And I said, sure, no problem. So we stood up, me and my wife stood up and went up there in front of the prayed for this woman. Well, this woman is in need of a, a double lung transplant. And uh, double lung. So she, she, could, she couldn't breathe. She was literally like, she had her machine there with her and couldn't breathe. And, and then the, the, my pastor says, can you get her a chair? I said, absolutely, and I went and I grabbed my chair, not even thinking about it. I grabbed my chair, 
and I pulled my chair in front of her, and she sat on my chair. And when I went up there, I began to, we were about to pray. The Lord said, do you remember what happened on the plane? I said, yeah, I remember what happened. And the Lord had me give her my chair. So she was sitting in my chair in the attack that we had on the airplane. We prayed for it. And as we're praying for it, it's like I wasn't there to minister. But it just happened that they asked me to lead the prayer on it. So we just went and said, we just declared the virtue of having resurrection power in these lungs. And we could, there was a moment that we felt, I felt the power of God just release upon our lungs that I knew that I knew that she was healed, that I knew it. So afterwards, afterwards, um, she goes back with her husband and she can barely walk. She's, I mean, she's like, she needs two lungs. And she goes to the very back where she's sitting now with her husband, and her husband stands up. And the husband said that, uh, I knew today was going to be the day. Because when I woke up, I heard the Lord say, breakthrough is coming. The very (laughs) angel that was with us on the flight, the Holy Spirit went and told this woman's uh, husband, breakthrough is here today. And I about lost it, it. And it wrecked us. And it wrecked us. And I just looked at my husband. I said, if it was just for this person that the Lord literally <coughs> snatched us from Ohio to come to Texas for, then it was good enough for me. We got a praise report yesterday. Yesterday, our pastor called us. She's able to walk upstairs. The healing's already started in her body. The process of the healing's already there. Her O2 levels have been jumping up, and she's able to walk up the stairs and climb the stairs now. She couldn't even walk before. Come on. Sometimes the attacks that we go through are not even about us. They're about part of your purpose and your destiny to do the kingdom things for the Lord. And, and you take it as something on you, and you're like, man, this attack and this. Well, it could be for somebody else. You're going through the attack, but see, you got to push through. you gotta, you got to call on the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God, to come to you at that moment, in those moments where you're having a hard time and you're struggling, and you got to push through those moments when you're being attacked with sickness or whatever it is. It, everybody gets attacked differently. You got to push through those moments and know that there's such a big God. You know, I was reading about the war in the heavenlies and, and, and the Lord had been talking to me after all this happened. And he's like, there was a war in the heavenlies that happened for each one of you when you before you came to give your life to the Lord. There was a war going on. There was warfare going on for your soul, for your spirit. And, and, and there was a good fight that happened over each and every one of you. And there was victory in it. Because if there wasn't, you wouldn't be sitting here right now with the salvation of the Lord. So we can't take things for granted. You're saved. You're sitting here. You have freedom. Maybe you keep yourself bound sometimes. But that's yourself keeping your bound. God created you to be free and have freedom. He didn't create you to, he didn't, he didn't come and have war in the heavenlies over your soul so you can still be bound. That's why they were singing that song, break the chains, breaking the chains. The chains have been broken already. You got to move on from the breaking of the chains that there's something more God has for you. 
It's like, you know, it's like I always think of the picture of the elephant that is that is uh, tied down with with the with the uh, the handcuffs to the to the ground. And the elephant has no idea the power that it has to literally pick up its foot to break the chain to be free. And some of you guys don't understand the power and the authority that lies in each and every one of you. That all you have to do is break free from whatever's holding you down. And, and I started looking up this war in the heavenlies. It gets even better than this. And, and, it's, it's an, and I, I don't have the time to go into all of it. But in Revelations 12, it talks about the angel Michael coming and cutting off the head of the dragon. And, and if you know my husband and his testimony, that's the very thing he has on his arm. He has a painting of an angel uh, cutting off the head of the dragon. That's his testimony. And the Lord was like, there's a testimony that each and every one of us carry of the war that happens in the heavenlies over your soul. That the Lord sends the angelic to come chop off the head of the dragon every single time. And you don't have to worry about you being defeated ever because heaven comes in and heaven does the war for you in those moments. It's so powerful. Holy Spirit. It was such a powerful thing that happened that people need to have an understanding where we're at at this moment with the Father. And that he is power. 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 And, and the power doesn't just come just to come. It comes to show us. My husband did a video yesterday, and he was like, the power shows up. The healings show up, not for the believer, for the unbeliever, so that way they can get saved, so that way they can be free, so they understand that, that, that who we serve is for real. He's not this, this fake God that lies and deceives. He's this real God that is ready to show up for you every single time you need him. He's like, I will warfare for you. I will go through the trenches with you for however long it takes you for your breakthrough. I will go through it with you. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. I will never leave you alone because you belong to me. I chose you. You didn't choose me. I chose you before you even born. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's right. Thank you, Lord. Well, I feel the cloud. Holy Ghost. I was sitting sitting there this morning, <laughs> and we can become victims and orphans, right? And the Lord says, why is the enemy, and I, 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 I'm going through this thing, the Lord, this morning. And he's like, you know why the devil wants to take you out so bad with sickness and all this stuff? And he's like breaking it down. He's like, because you look like me. You're made in my image. When the devil comes to us, he sees Jesus. He always despised God. He wanted to be like him. He wanted to be better than him. There was so much pride in him. Why wouldn't he come and try to attack us and take us out? If we look like our father, we're made in his image. The enemy just sees us as Jesus. 
We're made in his image to look like him, to sound like him, to walk like him. So it's not even about us. The battle was always there. But you have victory. That's the difference. Jesus had victory. Just when the enemy thought he was going to take him out, Jesus had victory. He resurrected. All of heaven is waiting for you to resurrect right now. He's coming and he's like, death won't be upon you. You will live. You will continue to move forward. You will be a living, living, breathing person. That if you have breath in your lungs, you have, you woke up this morning, that you would walk like looking like your father. And when the enemy comes, you say, oh, you're just here because I look like my daddy. It's okay. It's okay if you showed up because I'm going to have victory at the end of it all. I look like my father. You know, it's how we respond. Because my first natural instinct was fear tried to come upon me. Like, man, I'm in this plane. What am I going to do? Am I going to die here? Is this the I, I even asked the question. I said, Lord, is this where it all ends? And then I had to slap myself in my face. Like, no, it ain't, you big dummy. <laughs> no, you're just getting started, Papa, you know? But see, the natural response is the enemy will always look for agreement. And that's a tactic of the enemy. Listen, from the very beginning, even in the garden, he only wants agreement. And if he can get agreement, then he gets authority. Then he has access. Because anything other than that, it's illegal in the kingdom of heaven. It's illegal for demonic entities to torment you at night. It is illegal for the enemy to be in your home. It is illegal for him to have access to our mind, our spirit, and our body. It's illegal in the kingdom of heaven. But if you agree, you give him access. You know, we know that we fight an invisible war. We've been talking about the seen and the unseen, the seer realm, that we're pulling from the unseen realm of the glory and the presence of God to bring it into our reality, which is heaven's reality, right? So therefore, we have to remember, and we forget this. Ephesians 4, right? Ephesians 4? No, 6. To put on the full armor of God. And it's so simple. But most of us walk out every day without our armor on. Right? We we, we, We just forget to put it on. I forgot that day to put it on. Just saying. I forgot my breastplate of righteousness, the shield of faith, sword of truth, right? The helmet of salvation. To walk in the authority, I mean, to the, in the power. Wow. Holy Spirit. What, what, what is your name again, ma'am? I'm sorry. You. Darlene? Darlene. Wow. I, I, I just have to share this with you because the Lord just will not let me stop. Um. You're in a season, darling, where the Lord is shifting your flower. I, I know this sounds weird, but um, because I saw the flowers, like you were surrounded by flowers, but, but there's a certain flower 
that is assigned to you in the spirit. And it has a, it has a, a, a it has a beauty. Um, it's, it's the beauty of heaven that rests and sits upon you. But I saw where the Lord was shifting your season where, where what you did in your last season is not going to look like your past season. Though they were beautiful and there were some great times that happened in the spirit, it's like, well, I... Holy Spirit, I saw the Lord shifting your season and taking you into a beauty and a splendor time. It's like you're entering into a season of a splendor. <laughs> you really are. And it's not a coincidence that you're here this morning. And I heard the Lord singing over you. <laughs> And I don't know the words of the song. I don't know it. And I don't even know the song. But I kind of have an idea. But I heard, oh, my darling, oh, my darling. But it's about somebody who was in love. And I feel like your season of mourning... Your season of mourning is coming to a rest. Where you found yourself mourning and you just found yourself in a place of like trying to overcome. He says, I've called you. You're overcome. You, you, you've already overcome. <laughs> I'm sitting you in high places, darling. The joy of the Lord is going to be your strength. Oh, it's not going to look like it looked last season. Because I've given you a beautiful flower. He says, will you just behold the beauty of the season? Will you just behold the beauty of the season? Shake it, Edimasoko. <laughs> Healing upon your body is coming right now. Yes. And I just see the spirit of fear leaving you right now. Mm -hmm. right. Where fear tried to get you in a place of agreement. And torment, he said, I've given you joy as your portion. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I saw you just right now in ice skates. <laughs> <laughs> and you were skating, and you were skating, and you were skating. And you were dancing as you were skating. Even the plans of the enemy that were roadblocked before, you will hurl over and you'll skate right past them. 
And the thing about the skates is they run on blades. And there's a precision that God's going to use you to be a voice to a generation. You will teach people how to hear and see. You are exactly where you're supposed to be. Because I really see like the Lord, wow. That's it. Yeah, that's all. The flower that I saw for you was a white lily. And the white lilies are both used for weddings and funerals. And the Lord said he's taking you from your time of mourning, like he said, your funeral, to your wedding. And your wedding is to the Lord. (laughs) He's the bridegroom. You're his bride. And I just saw like fresh oil just fall over you, that even your bones would absorb the fresh oil he wants to pour over you. And that that's the oil of gladness that he wants to release over you. So God, we release the oils of gladness over her this morning, Lord, that she have this great joy spring up from her belly again. (laughs) And that no that your light would just come in and begin to move the living waters in her belly, Lord, like never before, Lord. Okay, Jesus. Sir, what is your name? Tom. I met you, Tom, yes. Holy Ghost. Tom, you are so marked by heaven. You know that, sir? You have such an anointing and a call in your life. Mm. I saw the Lord showed me your hands. And when you were like this, this is in the spirit. Um, and just for those that may not understand that or those may be watching, sometimes the Lord will speak prophetically and he'll show us things. And he'll show it to us in ways that we can understand so we can even give some kind of understanding and interpretation to that. So I'm going to tell you what I'm seeing and I'm going to interpret what I'm seeing for you. And then the Lord will give you clarity on it. But I saw your hands like this and you had gloves on. They were work gloves. Um, and then, then, then immediately I saw where the Lord removed the gloves and then I saw your hands. And I saw your hands as working hands. Like they had blisters and they had calluses and, and they, were, they were working hands. Um, and the Lord said, tell them I've called them to be a builder this season. Thank you, Lord. You're really called to be a builder in the kingdom. And I saw the Lord using you. And I saw, I saw this is going to be really wild. And, and, and I'm just going to release what I'm seeing but I saw you building like cabins, like cabins or a cabin. Um, but I saw men coming to be around you, and you were going to be like that simple guy that would talk about hunting. You would talk about football. You would talk about things that just guys like to talk about. 
But you would do it, and as you're doing it, you are building and discipling. You're building and you're discipling. You're building and you're discipling. And the Lord's going to surround you with men because you really have an evangelistic call in your life. You probably don't even know it, Gil. Yeah. You don't know it. But you really, there's an evangelistic call inside your life. That's why people love to be around you, Tom. They're like, man, I just love being around you. He's just a great guy. I don't know what it is about Tom. Man, he's a great guy. That's the evangelist inside of you. People are going to come and they're going to begin to flock around you. You're really in a season, you're, you're, you're in, a, in a timing of the Lord where the Lord is shifting some things and I see a timer being turned. And it's almost as if you've been stuck on a certain number for some time, but I saw the Lord turn that dial. He says, okay, you've been there too long, Tom. You've been there too long, Tom. I don't know what that even means to you. But the Lord really wants to open your eyes this morning. And he wants you to know how real he is. He loves you so much, Tom, that he would have you here today. <laughs> to tell you how real he is. And I saw the Lord giving you some new boots in the spirit. And the new boots in the spirit means that there's, there's going to be new land that you're taking forth. New land, meaning the Lord's about to expand the territory in your calling and your destiny. But it also means shoes of peace. You're going to have peace as you do it. You're going to be walking forward. And though it looks scary and it doesn't under, maybe this word is like, well, I don't know what this guy's talking about. Trust the Lord. Mark my words. Mark what the Lord is saying. Are you guys a couple? Married? Dating? Um, when I was, I think, in elementary school, I had a friend, and you remind me so much of him. And and the Lord just spoke to me about you, of who my friend was. And he was like, I just want to be his friend. The Lord just wants to be your friend. And he's like, if you could just open your heart up to me again, I won't fail you like people have failed you in the past. Just open your heart to me and let me pour in this love that I have for you. And it's not anything hard or anything you have to work for or prove yourself in. It's like, God, here I am. Just, just let me feel your love again. It's that simple. And I know your upbringing and what you were taught makes things difficult and hard, but it was never meant to be difficult or hard. It's just like a river that flows from heaven to you. And it's like, mm -hmm. I just want to feel your love, Lord. And I just, the scripture for you this season is John 7, 3, 8. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. And that's why he wants to come and just overwhelm you with the flow of the living waters over you. Because it's going to be so powerful how the Lord uses you to love people that they're going to feel the love through you that you feel for them at moments, and they're going to feel the Father's love through you, that they're going to have breakthrough <coughs> in the hardened parts of their own hearts. It's going to be so beautiful. Yeah. I think that's why the Lord's sending you the men, the men he was talking about, you know. Um, I want to share something because I feel hunger real, real strong in here today. And um, it makes me very happy to feel hunger and the pool of heaven. 
But there was a part that I left out, and this is going to be connected to a prophetic word, okay, for somebody in this house today. When I first got on the flight, I forgot to say this part. And the Lord was like, you cannot forget this part. When we first got on the flight, there was this um, oriental man standing there at the door. And when I walked in, he looks at me, and he winks his eye at me. Like, I've... Like, it was something supernatural because I felt it in my spirit. He looks at me. I walk in, and he says, welcome to our flight today, and winks his eye at me. And I was like, it, like, threw me back for a moment because I felt it in my spirit when it happened. Like, the Lord was already going to be there type of thing, okay? And, sir, I don't know you. I don't know your name, you sitting in the back. I'm so glad you're with us today because the Lord started showing me something for you. And I just wanted to be obedient in that. Tony, nice to meet you. Why don't you tell me anything else? Because I just, I, I want to release what the Lord is saying, okay? I don't want to know anything. But, um, but I saw you this morning and today is a divine moment for you with the Lord because traditionally you were raised with a lot of wisdom through the word of God in tradition. But wisdom is huge, like in your family, in your lineage, like you have to have wisdom and you hungered for wisdom. That's why you learned the word so well. But the Lord is coming differently to you this season. That's why I shared about the man when I got on the flight because he's opening up the supernatural to you for you to understand not just the word, but he's going to show you the other side of who he is. And I saw such a shift of like things happening that are going to like be off the grid of what you've known to be in the past. Like it's going to blow your mind. <laughs> like things you know without a doubt were God. <laughs> And you're going to be blown away by his goodness. Like, how did that even happen? And you're, and you're going to sit there and ponder in your thinking and in your own wisdom. And God's like, you can't figure me out. Like, you'll sit there in wisdom and try to figure me out. But there's moments that are going to happen in your life here that you're not going to be able to figure out. And I just saw the Lord, like, giving you vision for a new business, even a new business for income. And I know how faithful he is that when he releases things like that, it's going to come and it's going to happen because he's faithful in what he says. And so I, for you to be here today at this moment, I know without a doubt it is God. I know that there's such breakthrough that's coming that you're going to see his not only read, but his hand move in your life like never before. You, you can read it in the scriptures, but when you see his hand move, it's a different thing. And that's what the Lord wants to show you this season. He says, I want him to see my hand. I don't want him just to see what he reads, but I want him to see my hand, that my hand shows up at moments to intervene and to shift things in his life that he's never seen before. And, and, and I, just, I just keep hearing the word limitless. 
Don't limit God. Don't limit him. Don't put borders and structures around something of a kingdom of God that is limitless. Because, like, sky's the limits for you this season. And and he wants, he's going to begin to tell you to do things in faith. And you're going to feel, like, silly doing them. (laughs) I need you to go to this place at this time. Why? I don't even know what I'm going for. Just go. And then you go show up, and there's going to be divine moments at, your, at, at this moment of your life God's going to begin to orchestrate because, because he's going to tell you what to do step by step and how to do it. And it's incredible when you let the Holy Spirit pull you to things because he brings things to you. You don't have to go searching for it anymore. He brings everything to you, and it's beautiful. Yes. Yeah, Tony. Um, I'm just going to share what, I guess, the other part of that. Because I've seen that as, uh, when I saw you this morning, you know your name means priceless? Yeah. Your name means priceless. Um, and I saw the Lord, you're really, you're really like, there's a John 11, 11 anointing on you. Um, there's a, and I'm going to read that to you because he wanted me to tell you that he has put creativity in your hand and he's put authority in your voice that what you speak, you will see manifest. You see, and John 11, 11 says that it says, after saying these things, he said to them, our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I now go to awaken him. The Lord is really going to use you. And it's all about resurrection power. It's about seeing the dry bones come to life. The Lord's going to put power. There's an authority that's inside the breath. It's the breath of God that's going to come out of you, Tony, in a season that what you begin to speak will bring life to those that are dead and dying around you. It says that he would he prophesied to the dry bones, and the dry bones begin to come to life. You see, there's a lot of people, there's a dying generation out there, Tony, waiting. And the Lord's going to use you to be the breath of God to bring them life, resurrection power. Not just I'm not I'm not just talking in the in the natural, but in the spirit. You're going to see people who have lost their love for the Lord come back to life because of what you're carrying. You know, uh, and He's going to give you a new way to speak. There's a new language. It's going to be, and I really see the language of the kingdom being released upon you. We for a long time we've done church really well. We've, we've, we got our church in ease language really well. But you know the Lord is establishing a new lens, a new frame. And it's about the kingdom being released. You know that was the word? He said, go and make disciples of the nation, preaching the good news, the message of the kingdom. That's right. So I just declare right now, <laughs> I declare the kingdom of heaven right. to be manifested yes, in your Lord. life. And I thank you for telling God. Thank you for being here today. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, Holy Ghost. (laughs) Your name also means flourishing, and the Lord is going to have some things flourish out of you. Like, I just began, it's funny because he showed me a flower, and like how a flower blooms. 
and there's going to be parts of you that are going to bloom this season that you didn't even realize were there. And I just saw this flower just opening up so beautifully um, that the Lord is flourishing areas of your life that are going to cause such favor to come in. Are you from this area, Tony? been a journey yeah but you're walking that's right yeah oh very cool honored you're here today yes thank you guys for coming it's so funny because the book i was talking about in the beginning i was telling my husband when he he was a regular pastor he was a regular pastor out of seattle washington (laughs) and then here comes jesus opening up the supernatural to him and he started seeing the angelic and he started uh having encounters with the warring angel gabriel (laughs) isn't that crazy how god just orchestrates such things in our lives like (laughs) <laughs> he was from Seattle, Washington. When you said that, I was like, no way. <laughs> He's so precise and detailed when he does things. It blows my mind, literally, how he does that. And I was like, this is crazy, Lord. That's how I know. That was confirmation that the Lord is just going to touch you so powerfully. I believe, I believe he's going to even heal you 100%. A hundred percent. We're going to pray for you before you leave because I believe the Lord is going to touch you. You know, one of the things that we saw and that I feel we're depositing even today is about the rivers rising. Yes. And you know that there's a sound that the river makes when the waters begin to rage and the waters begin to... I don't know if you ever, have you ever laid down or, or, or slept overnight by a river? And you can hear the water, shh, not the ocean, the river. There's something about the river rising. I released a prophetic word to somebody out there, and, and part of the word that I saw was in this encounter, I saw the river of God beginning to rise, and it got right about here. And when it got right about here, there was a sound that came out of the throat. And what it was, it created a vibration in the river. And this vibration had a sound. It was a song for a season. And I really believe there is a sound that's coming out of each and every one of us. And all the Lord's asking us to do this season is to swim. He wants us to swim in the river. The river is rising. What does that even look like? I don't, I don't know what that looks like, but I just say yes to the Lord. You know, some of us are only willing to go toe deep. You know, we put our toe, we dip our toes, and like, ooh, it's cold. <laughs> we have a river in Texas called the Frio River. It's made that for a reason. Muy frío. Frío means cold. <laughs> Well, me and my family one time decided to go in the Frio River during the Frio winter. 
It was so cold, and when we got there to the middle of the river, my, my son Chris is here, so he'll probably remember this. There was a rock that we were able to sit on. We got out of the water, and we had to get back. But the Frio River, the river is rising, and I'm going to tell you what the Lord is asking us to go deeper today. You know, we had a woman, and I've been stirred, and I did the video the other day. I don't know who saw it, but... <clears throat> I've been really stirred to see hunger come back to the church. To see hunger for revival, for the signs and wonders, for the miracles, the healing, the power, the glory. Listen, I do not, and and don't don't hear what I'm not saying, but I don't want to do church. I'm not here to do church. If you're here to do church, you're probably in the wrong place. I'm just going to be honest. I want to be in the presence of God. I want to encounter the glory of God. There is a mandate from heaven and why God has planted us in this little bitty place. It has nothing to do with Holiday City. Population 54 people. Nobody is here from Holiday City except Melissa. Nobody is here from Holiday City. So we got to look. There's a bigger picture that the Lord's doing. And he's only looking for our yes. We talk about a remnant bride, the burning ones, the remnant. Who are those? It's a chosen one from God that are saying, here I am, God. Send me. I'll go, God. And I was in Texas, and people were coming. People came from all over. I mean, the place was packed. People came from all over to be in these meetings. And have meetings. People, I had a man come to me and says, I was in your meeting like 10 years ago. He said, you gave me a word. He said, it changed my life. And ever since that word, he said, I've been on fire for God. And he's there weeping there with his wife and his family. It was so awesome. So amazing. People that were healed. A lady that was healed 28 years deaf came to the meeting. I'm still still healed. People that were encountering God had a woman. Listen, we had a woman, guys. Completely blind in her, in, in, her, in her right eye, I believe. And the Lord told her, if you just go up and allow them to pray for you, he says, I'll heal you. So she walks up to us in the meeting and says, the Lord said that he was going to heal my blind eye if, you allow me, if I allow you to pray for me. That's right. I said, oh, who's going to argue with that? <laughs> I said, well, let's pray. Virtue of heaven, I be open. That's the power I'm talking about, Tony. That's right. That's, a, that's the John 11, 11, that I would go, and I got to go wake up my friend. Resurrection power. And I spoke that alive, I come to alive, align itself with heaven. All of a sudden, she just says, I can see. I can see. And it just put a stirring in my heart because, you know, we've done traveling all over the world and, and see miracles. But sometimes we get away from that. We serve a God of power. We serve, first Corinthians, I am not a God of talk, but a God of power. And it's a demonstrating power of God that is going to set people free. Miracles, signs, and wonders are not for the church. It's for the people that are outside the four walls. And it's up to you and I, the bride, the remnant, the chosen ones, the evangelists, the prophets, the teachers, for us, the ministers of the gospel, to go out. We got to get out. We got to get out of these four walls. 
these chairs should be filled with people. And the only way that happens is by the encountering Jesus out there. That they want to be in here. Amen. The Lord is birthing something new. Go ahead. I had <clears throat> I put the scripture down because the event we did in Texas was called Fire on the Altar. And I was reading the scripture this morning, Isaiah 43, 2. And it says, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they should not overwhelm you. When you walk through fire, you shall not be burned and the flame shall not consume you. So it goes from walking in the river to this all-consuming fire. And I was just like, because it's the Lord. He's bringing those rivers that when you say yes to get in the river, that it begins to take you to a place of the all-consuming fire, that you would begin to burn for the Lord again. And I, I was like, I was this morning, I was like, I was like, Lord, you're so good. But I started, um, I started praying because when I would have encounters in the beginning of my ministry, I didn't understand the word of God. I didn't really know the word of God. It happened backwards for me. I had encounters, and then my pastor would come with the word to match what I was encountering in the spirit. And so I would have these, I had this encounter one time, and I'm laying down on the floor at the altar, and I begin to feel the real rivers running around me, and I'm in a river now. And it feels so real to me, like when we would go to the Frio River. Texas is known for the rivers. And I was like, oh, my God, it's like cold, and, and I can feel the waters coming over my shoulders and over my body, and it's so supernatural. And all of a sudden, the Spirit of the Lord begins to talk to me. And the Lord says, um, I started to see body parts in the river. And I know that's a stretch for some people. Like, how do you get body parts in the river? Well, the, the river comes from the throne of God and Revelations 22, 1 and 2. So he's sending the body parts. There's a storehouse in heaven that stores what we need there. Yeah. And so when the, the storehouse began to open when we were in Texas, and I know the Lord was going to bring it even here to Ohio, that the storehouse of heaven was going to be open again. And he was like, okay, now, and the one thing the Lord told me is, when, when I show up, Will you hand out the body parts? And back then it was so simple. Like back then I was like, yes, Lord, I'll hand them out. You tell me that in a now season. I'm like, okay, Lord, whatever you tell me to do. It's very different for me now because now it's like I was so like, um, you know, when you first get saved and you're all on this fire, like you don't even know what you're doing and saying, you just know you're on fire. That's the way I was in the beginning. And then now I have, like, word inside of me and growth and maturity. And now I just take it more serious. Like, God, you want us to hand out the body parts that you have from the storehouse of heaven? I'm like, yes, Lord. We'll hand out the body parts. And I just, I just felt like this morning, like, we had to begin to declare, like, the storehouse has come open in heaven. 
and the body parts are going to be released in the river. And, and, and the Lord reminded me of that right before we came back on one of the days that the river was flowing. You, okay. I went to Texas last year and the way the Lord showed up last year and the way the Lord showed up this year in Texas was total opposite. It was like a 360 degree turnaround. It was like total breakthrough came in and there was such a shift. I could feel it in the spirit that this fire that came in, all this, the Lord began to tell me the process of it. And he's like, many people don't know how to sit under the wing of the Lord. You want to make it a fleshly battle, but what you're, what you're battling is not of the flesh. It's a spirit battle. So the only way you can fight the enemy in the, is through the spirit, through Holy Spirit. You're trying to fight with your natural hands and your fist and fight a battle. And the Lord's like, no, this is a spiritual battle. And you're tr- you, you, you got to get the tools to fight it in the spirit. And so I started looking up these scriptures and I was just like, um, I'll give you the ones about the storehouse, but um, just about getting under his wing. And it was like uh, Psalms 91.4, he will cover you with the pinions and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness is a shield and a buckler. You know, uh, Ruth 2.12 talks about the Lord repays you for what you have done and a full reward will be given to you by the Lord and the God of Israel under whose wings you have come to take refuge. Some of you, you don't know how to take refuge. But you got to have your moments that you go under the wing of the Father and you sit there with the Lord and say, Lord, heal me. Heal the, uh, you're called to be eagles. And he, there's moments of your, t- of your life that you got to let him heal the wings so you can soar and fly again. Because do, do, do the attacks come? They do come. Why? Because you look like Jesus. You're made in his image. So you get under his wing for a moment of time. Let him heal you. Let him bring restoration to you in your soul, your body, and your mind. And then after that, oil gets produced up and out of you through the process of that healing. Because what happens to the olive, the olive when it's pressed? When it goes through the pressing time, oil comes out of it. That's how olive oil is created. It's through the pressing moments of your life that oil is produced. You, sometimes you want to run from that pressing so bad, and the Lord's like, no, I'm trying to produce oil out of you. <laughs> There's an anointing I'm producing in you. So if you just trust in me, take refuge under my wing, let me heal you up, then it goes from that to the vineyards, to the fresh oil, the fresh wine that comes in. And then it goes from that to the storehouse. And the, the storehouses begin to open. And it's the doors flinging open on your behalf for the storehouse of heaven. And so, so don't try to not go through one of those doors. <laughs> it's needed. Like, um, I, okay, I want to go from here from point one to point like ten. And the Lord's like, can, <laughs> look, let me just take you through this. Let me get under my wing for a little while. Let me heal you up a little bit. And then after that, you've been pressed. Pressing is good. It's producing oil in you. 
Thank the Lord. That's why you thank him for good and bad. Because it's the pressing time to go through that produce the oil. Produces the anointing in you. You're called to be an overcomer. How can you be an overcomer and sit at the right hand of God if you don't overcome something? <laughs> you got to overcome things. <laughs> I got a couple of scriptures I want to share before we close. It's going to be out of Romans 8, 11. If the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. And we're going to go to Acts 2. You don't have to turn it over, I'll just read it. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a mighty rushing wind. And it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as a fire, and one sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to, began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. You see, inside the sound was unity. And I believe this is a big part of this river. It's a big part of where we're going together as a body, as believers. And the Lord told me this. He says, in the wind was the sound of my power. He said, in the wind was the sound of my restoration. He said, in the wind, it was the sound of my virtue. There was a sound of resurrection power. It was the sound of the mighty rushing wind of heaven being poured out. And it reminded me of when the Lord had given me a word and he said that there is a sound that is finely tuned to the ears of the bride. Finely tuned. And the Lord gave me the scripture for it. Out of the passion, it's in Psalms 25, 14. He says, there is a private place reserved for the lovers of God. There they will sit near him and receive the revelation secrets of his promises. That's where we're at right now. The Lord wants us to be in that place to receive the revelation and the secrets of his promises. And how does that get there? How do we get there? It's from walking in unity. Amen. The vibration. Can you imagine wind? Have you ever had wind come in and it hits your windows? I mean, we, 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 have an, we live in an apartment, and when that wind comes in, the Ohio winds come in, it's like, oh, the whole thing shakes, man. It's crazy. There's a vibration that happens. The Lord said this. He says in Genesis 1 and 2, he said, it was the Spirit of God. It was the breath. It was the wind over the waters of the new, that created the earth. Come on. Genesis 2, 7, it says it was the wind of God that blew life and created man. And this is the word for you, Tony, remember? It was Ezekiel 37. It was the breath of God that moved over the dry bones that gave them life and strength. Yeah. 
Can we just stand tonight, this morning? Want to pray something? If you are sick and you need healing in your body, then I want you to come up here. Because I know that the Lord is going to touch you this morning. And he's going to give you whatever you need from the storehouse of heaven to receive it. And so we do things by faith. We declare things out of our mouth because we know God is faithful in that. So I don't want to miss a moment this morning for us to have to deal with any kind of sickness anymore in this house. Because what I saw in Texas wasn't just for Texas. What I saw was of the kingdom of God, touching people, healing people. There was a lady that had cancer. The day before we left, she gets a report from the doctor saying she was completely healed. That's right. She was in the services with us. And now none, none of us are good, can never take credit for that. It's the kingdom of God, of heaven, that comes and touches somebody to bring the healing upon their body. Yours is the kingdom, yours is the power, and yours is the glory forever. It's his glory. So why not talk about the goodness of his glory, right? Amen. 